Welcome back to the Childhood Cancer Perspective. Thank you all for sticking with me through these episodes. I apologize for last week's audio. I was just working on a new mic. I think I've got it under control now, and I think it sounds a lot better. Today is a very important day in our family's life. It is something that is very significant, but also has a very special meaning, and it comes um, on good and bad terms. And so I want to talk about this because I think it's something that everybody within our community is going to understand and be able to um, sympathize, empathize, and be able to relate to in a very personal way. Today is four years four years since our daughter JC was diagnosed with choroid plexus carcinoma, a very, very fast growing and very aggressive form of brain cancer. Something that we definitely did not expect, something that came out of left field and had no, we had no reason to believe that this was something that would ever affect our family. JC's symptoms did not lead us to believe that it was something in her brain until it all started to come together over and over and over again and not be able to be fixed by simple um, medicine. And so after a while, we ended up realizing that when you would look straight on to her face, her eye would turn inward and it would, it would turn in. She wouldn't say that she could notice it, but we could notice it. Our daughters actually caught it and it would turn inward and then you would be able to turn her head and it would go back the other way and it would come in. It was very, very strange, a very weird symptom that was happening. So what we did is my sister actually works for an eye doctor. We got her an appointment. Now that appointment happened on January 30th, 40 years ago. Now, four years ago on that day, um, we were also celebrating our daughter Annalise's birthday. Her birthday of which she should have been able to just worry about um, how good the cake was going to be or how many presents she was going to get or how many uh, congratulations on making it uh, that far was going to be given to her by her friends as a joke or, or congratulations and, and happy birthday wishes from all across uh, Facebook when we, we undoubtedly post these pictures um, telling uh, everybody how proud we are of our children every time they um, achieve a milestone. And so on that day, I remember that it was it was going to be a Red Robin birthday because that's what she wanted. So we we ordered Red Robin. I went to pick it up, and we were going to come home and have that, and then we were going to have cake. We had everything ready to go. And earlier that day, she, you know, JC had gone to the eye doctor, and what had happened was um, we got a call while I was literally sitting in the parking lot getting the food. I got a text message from my wife saying, we have to go to Milwaukee now. She had gotten a call from our pediatrician who had gotten a call from the, the eye doctor stating that it looked like there was swelling of the optic nerve. And swelling of the optic nerve on its face may not seem something seem like something that is so serious that you need to rush to a children's hospital two and a half hours away. But based on all of her other symptoms and based on what she was feeling and what they weren't able to fix with, you know, basic medical care, we were sent to Milwaukee right away. So I'm racing home. We ate dinner faster than I've ever eaten dinner in my life. We tried to eat cake as a way to celebrate with our daughter who was um, having her birthday that day. We, tr we tried so hard to be able to do that because this was her day and we didn't want to take away from her, but she understood what was going on and we left my wife and I and JC and we headed to Milwaukee. That was 
the day that everything completely turned upside down in our world, that completely shattered everything that we could ever believe um, was good in the world. That was the day that it was just, it was just flipped on us. We get to the ER. We were there for hours and hours waiting to actually, we got checked in very quickly, got some vitals, and then we sat there forever waiting to get checked in, you know, waiting to get into a room. When we're finally in there, now all, mind you, this whole time, we were waiting for somebody to show up at our house to be there with our other two girls because we had to leave. We could not stay there. And we needed to get JC to the hospital to find out what was going on because at that point we didn't know what it was. And I just remember, I remember Annalisa's post on Instagram of her in tears saying that it was the worst birthday she had ever had in her entire life because her sister had to be rushed to the children's hospital and we had no idea what was going on. And I remember feeling so incredibly helpless, much like all of us do in this, in this battle, um, not being able to save your kid, not being able to find out what's wrong soon enough, not being able to fix it, take away the pain. I also could not take away the pain of, of her having her birthday really tarnished by this being the diagnosis day of her sister. And unfortunately, every year after that, it, it just seems like it hits us in that same manner because it's a day when we should be celebrating her birthday. We should be celebrating that it's all about her. We should be celebrating everything she's accomplished and achieved. And yet, in the back of our minds, we're thinking this is also the day that we were sitting in this hospital and we were sitting in a hospital room with JC falling asleep out of pure exhaustion before finally in the wee hours of the morning being taken in to be given an MRI or a CT scan, excuse me, and having the doctor come back in almost instantaneously and telling us she has a mass on her brain. And I just remember being in complete and utter shock, no emotions, no, no tears, no nothing. Trish broke down at that moment. And all I could do was I ran over and I hugged her. I didn't know what to do. I was in complete shock. That was our diagnosis day. That was the day when everything changed. Meanwhile, at home, our daughter is trying to piece together what's left of her birthday, not knowing anything, because at that point, we hadn't told them anything that was going on because we weren't sure. We did the best to keep everybody informed. And every year on this day, it doesn't get any easier because every year you realize that this is the day that your world stopped, that, that everything stopped moving in a forward motion. Everything just paused. And it was at a moment that you couldn't solve anything. You couldn't fix it. You were helpless. We were helpless at being able to protect JC from this monster. And we were helpless at being able to be there for Annalisa when she was having her birthday. And she should have been able to just celebrate herself and have a party and have her friends and, and just, just be thinking about her because it's your day. Today was no different. Today is January 30th, 2024. Today is four years since that happened. Today, Annalisa turned 18 years old. She is now an adult. We've gone on college tours. 
And we could not be more proud of everything that she's accomplished up until now. We could not be more proud of of everything that she's become, of everything that she achieves and sets out to do. We could not be more proud of her. And yet in the back of my mind yesterday, uh, I took her on a college tour. And again, I've said it before that I believe that the years moving forward for parents that have other children, um, especially that continue to achieve the goals and achieve, achieve the milestones that your child, if they've passed away, will not achieve. I believe that it is harder for those parents because um, you're seeing those achievements happen. And while you're happy, while you're um, excited, and while you're elated to watch your child achieve um, straight A's on their report card, receive scholarships, receive college admission letters, um, receive all of these things. In the back of your mind, you're actually thinking, too, my child should be there. And they won't be. And so on this day, every year, I know we get closer and closer to another one of our children leaving. Now, this one, for obviously um, reasons, because she's becoming an adult and because she's moving forward in a way that is so positive and so amazing, and I cannot wait to see what she does. I just, I've always been so impressed by my kids. Um, as much of a pain in the ass as they could be, I love them more than anything, and I have said that I am the proudest girl dad on this planet. I would not want anything more ever than to be a girl dad. It is the most, it is my greatest achievement ever are my kids. And there's nothing that I can do. There's nothing that I can ever achieve in my life that will be greater than my kids. And watching, watching them grow up, watching, you know, two years ago it was, it was, or three years ago, it was getting a learner's permit. And then two years ago, it was getting your driver's license and getting a car. And then it was, then it was college applications. And then it was senior year and, and proms and, and, and homecomings and all these, and football games. And it was just, it's been an incredible ride. And now I'm watching Miley go through the same thing as well with learner's permit. And she'll have her driver's license soon, and she'll have a car. And but Annalisa won't be here. She'll be in college, and I'm watching another one of my babies grow up and go off and do something amazing. But they won't be here. And as strong as I think that I can be with what they're doing and what they're accomplishing, I also know that you know we're two years away from from Miley doing the same thing and from us being empty nesters when we shouldn't be. JC should be here. JC should be here and she should be with us going through all of these milestones. This day four years ago should never have happened. This day four years ago 
shouldn't have been about JC at all. It shouldn't have been about cancer. It shouldn't have been about ophthalmologist appointments. It shouldn't have been about you know, racing back and forth to, to a hospital. It shouldn't have been about checking into a hospital for two weeks while your other kids are home, not being able to see them. It shouldn't have been about any of that. Four years ago on this day, we should have been having a party. And I know that so many families and parents go through this. Where there may be things, there are the weird things in your life that you remember. Dates, old phone numbers, addresses, your social security number, um, pin numbers, things like that that are every day. But there are some things you remember you don't know why you do. But one thing that I know that families like us remember and will never forget is that day, that diagnosis day. And from that diagnosis day, we had 520 days. We had 520 days, and I wish that I would have known that we had 520 days. So many things, I think, in those 520 days that maybe we would have done different. Maybe we would have spent more time together as a family. Maybe we would have taken more trips. We would have said the hell with, with everyday life, to hell with work, to hell with responsibilities. We've only got 520 days, and we're going to make those days count. On this day, four years ago, I had no idea, no idea the hell that was going to come down on this family. But I knew one damn thing for sure at that moment. At that moment when we heard the words, at that moment when we checked in, I knew that no matter what, that this family was going to fight. I knew that we were going to stop at nothing to ensure that she got what she needed. The unfortunate side of a battle like this is you never know if you've done the right thing, and you can only think about it after the fact. I don't know if we made all the right choices. I don't know if we made all the right decisions. I don't know if we went everywhere we needed to go. I feel like we lost time. I feel like we lost time because there was, there was no indication that we were only going to get 520 days. There was no indication that we were not going to have her after July 3rd, 2021, at 4.15 a.m. There was no indication that that was going to happen. There was never any indication that we were not and that she was not going to win this fight. So on this day, when we got those words, we broke down. My wife and I took turns, took, took turns, excuse me, breaking down, reaching out to friends and family, coworkers, just looking for support, looking for answers. But on that day, just 12 days after we were admitted to that hospital, My daughter, like the badass that she was, 
and the badass that she is, she got up and she walked out of that hospital. No wheelchair, no being carried. She walked out of that hospital. And we walked out feeling like we had won. Feeling like we were not going to be a statistic. We were not going to be one of those families that was going to be on a commercial talking about what we would have done if we'd only known. We walked out waiting for a plan. And for a month, we weren't sure what was going to happen. And when we got that plan, we went ahead and we pushed. And we pushed to get it done. We pushed to win. And she did so well. She did so well. She finished her radiation on May 12th of 2020. And at that point, we thought, you won. You fucking won. And she did so well, so well, until September of that year. September of that year, she relapsed, or what we thought was a relapse. And that'll be in a different episode to talk about that deeper. But what we thought was a relapse was an occurrence of something else. Something else, um, it's called Lefermini syndrome. And it's also something that could have been related to a different type of cancer, a different type of tumor, but... We can talk about that later. But the reality of this and the whole point of all of this today is that this day we thought was going to be something incredible and something special and something that would never um, would never be able to be taken away from our daughter. And in turn, it it, it ended up with with the very dark side of it. And it's something that every single year we try to shy away from when it comes to um, really focusing on, on JC in that way. And it's not because we're trying to, you know, hide what happened or it's not because we're trying to cover up or, or just forget about it because that will never happen. Um, I think, to be honest with you, I think JC, if she was here, and I think if I could listen to her talk to me right now, I think she'd say, you need to focus on Annalisa. This is her day. This is her big day. And you need to focus on her. I'll be okay. And I know that's what she would do because that's the kind of person and kind of kid that she was. So on this day, we became broken. On this day four years ago, we became a broken family and not a broken family like like a divorce, a broken family, like our emotions, our insides, our, our psyches, our everything was destroyed on that day because we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what was going to come of the next 520 days. There were going to be ups and downs. There were, there were going to be challenges that we were going to have to face as a family that each one of us was going to have to face individually. There were going to be challenges that we couldn't even fathom. And we were going to do it all because we love JC with all of our hearts. And this family, family is everything. I would do anything for my family. 
I would do anything for my girls. You know, there's a there's a video that's going around. It's going around on TikTok. And there is, I don't know if it's some type of experiment or something like that, but they only show mothers. And I don't know if that's the point of it, but they show a handful of mothers and they ask them the question, would you kill for your child? And all of them say no. All of them say absolutely not. Well, there's a new video that came out that kind of touches on it. And when it happens, they say, I would watch people burn. I would watch the world burn before I let anything happen to my kids. And you know, it doesn't have to be violence. It doesn't have to be about that. It doesn't have to be about, you know, hurting somebody to protect your kids. It just has to, it just, it's, it's, yes, I think it was a literal sense of the question, but I think in reality, what they're really talking about is, would you do anything for your kids? And the answer is absolutely I would. I said from the very beginning, I remember being in that hospital. I remember being there speaking to her when she was asleep or when she was zonked out on these pain medications. And I remember saying, if I could take it away, I would. If I could trade your trade you places right now, I would. And that's not just the standard, I would do it if I could, knowing that there's absolutely no way that that's ever going to happen. It's like a man saying it to their pregnant wife, I'd take your place if I could. And you say it maybe with all the true heart and meaning that you would do it if you could, but there's no physical way for it to happen. I'm telling you that as a parent, if I could trade places with my child and be sick so that they wouldn't have to be, that's not me saying it because I know it can't happen. That's me saying it hoping. That's me saying it hoping that the good Lord comes down and switches our places, hoping that that's a possibility I would gladly lay in that bed, gladly take the chemo, the radiation, all the testing, the blood draws, the needle sticks, the radiation, the, C, the, the, the CTs, the MRIs. I would take all of that, not because I'm a better person than her, not because I'm a stronger person than her. And as a matter of fact, I would, like, I would, I would beg to differ that, they, that these kids, that these warriors, these fighters are not the strongest people on this planet. And when I say that, I mean it with every fiber of my being. They are stronger than all these adults. Adults that go through this are no wusses, okay? They are amazing people. But I think these kids, when they don't understand what's going on and they go in and they do this, uh, they do these battles in this in this in this chemo fight that they go in there and they plan on winning. And they plan on kicking its ass. And we look at these kids and think, most things that you're going through right now would put most grown men on their knees, would make us cry, would make us bitch out, make us walk away and say, I don't want to do it. These kids go through it with a smile on their face. And when I say it, I mean it. I would take my kid's place all day long if I could so that she could not only go through life living the way that she should as a kid, but would be able to grow up and do the things that I know she was going to do, know she was going to achieve. I'm not saying that I would take it any better than her. I probably would take it worse. But I just wanted her to have the opportunities that I had. Far too many bad things happen to good people and not enough 
and too many good things happen to, you know what I mean, and happen to bad people. It's it's horribly improportionate, and it's not it's not something that that you can really figure out. There's no math equation that's going to let you figure out why it is that so many bad things happen to good people. So many good people are stricken down early with disease or with accidents. So many good people have everything taken away from them with no way to get it back. And so many good people have things taken away from them at a young age. So many people only have a few years on this earth to make an impact. JC had eight years Eight years to make an impact on this earth. And she made one. She made a massive impact. A massive impact on her family. A massive impact on her friends, on her community. Massive impact on the world. Her name has been said across state lines. Her name has been said in D.C. Her name has been said all over the place. And she will achieve greatness one day come hell or high water i will ensure that her name is across the top of some type of legislation or bill something that will make a massive difference in the pediatric cancer community in the positive something will be done in her honor in her memory to prove just the kind of person that she is to prove just the kind of amazing soul that she is and was that is a promise So on this day, on this day four years ago, I went to get dinner. And I received a text that would absolutely floor me. And I wouldn't know what to do with it. And I still don't understand 100% why things happened the way that they did. Why us? Why our family? Why our daughter? I don't understand, and I don't think I ever will. Going back to a few weeks ago, why JC's photo album will never be finished. Why her... high school career will never be realized. Her college career will never be realized. Her dreams of becoming a nurse and helping children and being there, like so many of the amazing people that we met along the way, her dream of that will never never happen. And we will never be able to see her walk down the aisle. We will never be able to see her celebrate her 18th birthday. And have her day. She will never get to do so many of the things that I know that she wanted to do and set out to do. Just a few days ago, I had to clean her room because an animal decided it was the best place to go to the bathroom under her bed. And so we had to clean in there which meant I had to take the bed apart so that I could get underneath it. And it was it was very difficult. I go in there sometimes to just kind of think, and I go in there sometimes just to talk to her 
sit on her bed and just, you know, sometimes she has things in her closet that still smell like her. And I will, you know, it's, it's a thing. And just moving all of her stuff so that I could clean it and then putting it back was very, very hard for me. Um, because I've always felt like I'm disrespecting her room if I go in there and do anything other than just sit. You know, if I move her stuff, I feel like I'm disrespecting her room. And I don't know if that's the case. I'm, 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 I'm torn with all of it. Because I know the way that we felt on this day. I know the way that I felt on July 3rd. I know the way that I felt so many days that are related to the entire battle that she went through. I want to be close to her. And I want to be able to make her proud. There have been talks of uh, moving this podcast into her room. Um, not to disrespect her space, but to allow me to be closer to her and give me the option of doing this in a space where it would be very special and meaningful. So if you see a new background soon, um, that's why if you're watching the video version, otherwise sound version won't make a difference, but that may be something that happens. Um, I'd love to hear your comments on it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. In my mind, there's a block there that's telling me that it would be disrespectful to go into her room and use it for anything other than just leaving it the way that it is. My wife brings up a good point about kind of being stuck in a in a, in in the past and not moving forward. And it's not about you know we're not getting rid of any of her stuff. We're not boxing it up anything like that. It's there's plenty of space for me to sit in there. And, but it's just to me, I just I feel. I feel strange about being able to go in there and do something that's not just leaving it the way that it is, which is what it's been like um, since she passed. We have not changed anything in her room. Um, her room is exactly the way it was left. Um, now, obviously, her bed is, she has a Murphy bed. Her bed is up so that we could clean under it. But that may be the case. Um, I think so many people can associate days and times um, with special day, with special occurrences in their life or special times in their life. And unfortunately, we also associate bad times in our life with things like that. So I'm hoping that a lot of people can understand and relate to what I'm feeling here and know that I don't think it's, I don't think it's the wrong thing to do. I think it's the right thing to do. I think you focus on the good but unfortunately with the good comes the bad and you have to be able to remember it without losing it and this day will always be on elisa's birthday um she is our firstborn she's our first daughter our first child she's 18 years old today Annalisa, if you ever listen to this i don't know if you will i love you your mother and i love you um you are making us very proud and you always have. And we can't wait to see what you accomplish. And we can't wait to see what you do. College is going to be an incredible experience for you. And we're so proud that you've taken the, the risk and the initiative to go to college when we've told you your whole life that it wasn't a requirement of you being a child of ours. So excited to see what you're going to do. I know that you're not going to go to school 
and carry with you what this day also means. But I want you to understand and I want you to know JC is with you every single day. And she is and would be if she was sitting here right now so proud of her big sister. Um, but most definitely also stealing boyfriends and, st and asking for car rides and going to Starbucks and she'd be right there with you. So I love you, JC. I love you, sweetheart. I know this isn't a day that's a good day. It's a day that changed our world completely, a day that we suited up for battle, and a day that you showed us just how strong you could be. And we love you so much. So to everybody, thank you for listening. I hope that the sound was a little bit better this week. Um, I know that I think I got it fixed, but I might still be tweaking it a little bit. Um, please let me know below in the comments how it sounds, if it sounds okay, if I need to adjust some things. That's the best way is to get the feedback from the audience. I'll be back next week with a new episode. Um, I've got something very special to do tomorrow. I am visiting a lab at UW-Madison to see their... Um, their research on neuroblastoma and other types of pediatric cancer drugs. And um, I will do some updates on that. I'll do that a lot on social media as well. So follow me on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, all at BattleCornCP. Uh, Instagram is BattleCorn underscore care underscore packages. You can also find us on Facebook as well as Threads and Snapchat. Any other place you can find us, we're out there. So thank you so much for listening, guys, and we will see you next week.